Welcome to Mystery Outsides and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. We are here. It's been a long journey, but we are at the season finale for Shadowhunters. Are you sure? Uh, that is what they told us. That is what it says. That is what on the tin it reads is season finale. It tastes like beige. <laughs> this just, I mean, technically, in the most technical sense, we do resolve the key well, plot element of the season. In the, no, in the most technical sense, we resolve the first plot <laughs> <laughs> of the season. But like... Nothing else feels impactful. It, I mean, this has. We're pretty sure we're getting a sequel or a, another season. Yeah. Energy. I mean, every like this entire episode, Clary keeps on being like, "You're right. We do have to wake my mom up to save the world. She's the only person who can save the world." <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? They're re- they're really putting in a lot of focus on like a lot of false tension. Remember how earlier on in our season, mm. um, I said. We need, like, there needs to be a bigger reason for Jocelyn to be woken up for other people. Like, for Clary, it's enough to, I want my mom back. Yeah. But for, in, a, in an expansive world with a lot of characters. They need a stake it needs in to this. Fe- yeah, it needs to feel important. And they kind of make one up, but it doesn't really make sense why they decide that is a stake. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. And I... Well, you know, it's not really a spoiler. They decide the reason they have to get Jocelyn back is because she's the only one who knows how to stop Valentine because she did it before. Well, they say... (laughs) Which she obviously didn't because he's back. And also all she did in that one was she grabbed the cup and ran away. So (laughs) So I guess they're thinking this time she can also grab the cup and then run away. Yeah, like the only thing she had up on him at that time was he wasn't going to stab her immediately. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's probably still not going to stab her immediately, immediately. Oh, because he... if there's one thing we know about Valentine, he loves Jocelyn. Yeah, yeah, Valentine's... We get a lot of uh, a lot of Valentine business in this episode. And I'm done with him. He's a bad... <laughs> he's, he's a not, bad villain. He's, he's not an interesting villain. He's so uneven. <laughs> he he has so much misplaced confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he's just... He's not very magnetic or compelling yeah i I don't they're always like oh he's charismatic he draws people in like how remember with the speech we saw him and jocelyn <laughs> give which was just like hey we're shadow hunters and that's important and the shadow hunters are like yeah that is important that is important and he gives the same speech this time except that he's like you will be shadow hunters you will be important i think it makes a lot more sense that he's, with those char- guys. That he's charismatic to them because He's magic. Well, no, yeah, because he, he walked up to a bunch of people who knew about vampires and werewolves and all these things from pop culture, and they're like, oh, they're evil, and they're killing humans. You get to be a hero. I'm going to make you a hero. Like, there are a lot of elements in there of where you can see, like, like white supremacist neo-Nazi stuff of mm-hmm. being like, you are, you are the chosen person. There is evil in this world, people who are different from you, but you... <laughs> middle-aged white dude you get to be the hero for it so like that is interesting, interesting but or they, it would be in a different show they don't like make it interesting because you know who they care about magnus and alec <laughs> yeah we're gonna get also a little bit of uh malik yeah and i guess like where they want their tension to go but 
I mean, we might as well get into it then. Let's do it. All right. Because this is Shadow Hunters Season 1, Episode 13, Morningstar. Morningstar. This episode begins. And Jace is now mad at his box of memories. Oh, he's angry. How could I not know? Valentine is my father, and that makes me a bad person. And I don't understand how (laughs) Jace got from the end of last episode to the beginning of this one, considering it's the same scene. Oh, it makes no sense. None of this makes sense. Uh, Just jumping ahead a little bit. Remember Alec and Magnus? Like, we should go on a date. No, what Alec does is go try to talk to his parents again while Magnus hangs out in the back hall. And then he comes back and Magnus is like, maybe we should actually go on a date. But that's not where we are right now. Jace is very angry. His, you know... His dad is Valentine. He will constantly bring this up the entire time, which is, Valentine's my father. He raised me to be a killer. He raised me like, you, ten years and the other half of your life you know what even more than that because for some of the time you were a baby yeah (laughs) and as far as we know jocelyn raised you for the first two years of your life so valentine really only raised you for eight years yeah so uh, so you putting so much effort on like i was raised by this guy for between the age of two and the age of ten and then for 10 years where I was, you know, growing up and doing those things and being that, I was raised by Alec and Izzy and the rest of... No, he wasn't raised by Alec. Yeah. With Alec and Izzy yeah, and the he Lightwoods. he was raised by the exact same people as Alec and Izzy. And they are... I, no, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, they're not murderers. Well, they're not. Yeah, but like, counter... Like, like the Lightwoods have their own issues. But mm-hmm. he will... He is completely disregarded them. You'll say to Alec, no... Mar- uh, Maris and Robert are not my parents. And Alex is like, yes, <laughs> when, they are, dude. When did this switch happen? Because because even when Michael Whalen came back, you were like, Mar- like Maris is my mother. Yeah. When jo- <laughs> when Clary said, oh my God, Jocelyn's such a good mother, you said, no, Maris is my mother. Yeah. When did this switch happen? Then now you're like, no, the only person who matters in my history is He's a guy who I didn't even see his real face. So I think part of it is because he's like, well, I'm evil because I'm because I'm Valentine's son. And Claire's yeah. like, a duh, <laughs> I'm Valentine's daughter and I'm not evil. And then Jace goes, oh, it's nature, not nurture. <laughs> he, I mean, nurture, not nature. Yeah, well, he, oh, God, everybody puts up really good points to him and some bad points. Yeah. Like, they could definitely go further with, yo, you were also raised... Literally anyone could Literally, say that. Um, but <laughs> but every time, like, Clary will bring up, yeah, but he's also my dad, and I'm not evil. And he's like, well, I guess you got Jocelyn, and I got Valentine's. Like, or maybe none of that. <laughs> so finally, Clary decides that she can't have any of this right now. <laughs> so they go and find Simon, because they got to deal with the other issue. The Camille of it all. Yeah, because if you remember, Camille is, for some reason, the owner of the Book of the Whites. <laughs> so um, we don't get to finish up that storyline yet, mm-hmm. because Alec is roaming around the Institute looking for uh, his ex fiance 
No, Alex. This, no, no, yeah, no, he goes to Mary. He's like, "Hey, do you oh, know right, where Lydia is? I can't find yeah, her." That's right. That is why he goes talk to his parents. Yeah, <laughs> where's and Lydia? Remember last episode when Robert was like, "I feel like I can get on board with my downroller dating son." <laughs> well, In yeah. front of his wife, he's like, "Oh no, you're right. You're yeah. you're right. My wife. He is an embarrassment." We do have now that clarify. It has nothing to do with gay. It has everything to do with the fact that it's Magnus Bane. So they're trying to claim it's that he, it's not because he's a downworlder; it's because he's Magnus. I think. Well, what she says is that, that like it would have been bad if it was a warlock. It's worse that it's Magnus. You know what? They spend a lot of money getting Magnus to help him, so maybe they should <laughs> stop sassing Magnus. Yeah. Apparently, he's a Lothario. I mean, he does. He does put himself off that way. He does put himself off that way. Yeah, that is the way that he presents himself. So Magnus and Alec have a little talk about. Oh, they they bring up here, and also Alec brings it up where they're like, well, they mention when they're talking about Lydia, like, where's Lydia? Oh, she's packing for Idris and Robert's study. Um, what she did saved my life. I know. I'm like, what? Yeah, what? I'm not sure what they're. And I think they're referring to her being chill about the marriage. Breakup? So, do you think the parents were going to be like, what she did? I can't <laughs> believe she said it was okay. Yeah, but even Alec and Magnus agree. Yeah, that she saved. She saved my life. We we better really thank. Like, it's, it's don't get me wrong. It's cool that she's like, no, it's fine. But I'm like, like, but she saved your life. <laughs> unless Alec is confused about what they're talking about, and he thinks that they're talking about her, like standing up to the Inquisitor, and but that saved Izzy's life. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I I I. I don't know what's going on with Lydia. She'll have one line this episode. It is Hodge. Hodge. Because she was knocked in the back of the head so hard that the healing runes can't heal her. But she can't tell it's Hodge. I... <laughs> I these healing runes, like, don't get me wrong. I, getting knocked in the head and going unconscious is a rough thing. But that feels like the thing the healing rune should be really good at dealing with. And typically, they are. But consistently, these healing runes are like, I understand when it's like, oh, it's demon poison. So yeah, that's different. It's it's rough on the healing mm. wounds. But it's like, oh, you got a, quite a basic injury. You better use this healing rune that will make you heal a little bit faster. Um... Also, let's just talk about how much Hodge sucks at being sneaky. <laughs> I assume he just doesn't care, right? So we find out, you know, after L Lydia mutters Hodge's Hodge. name, Alec goes to his friends and he's like, guys, Lydia said Hodge. I don't know. Maybe he's been, maybe he's involved. And Izzy's <laughs> it can't like, be Hodge. Izzy is like, maybe he was kidnapped. Who? we better check the cameras. And <laughs> this, the remaining part of this scene is them just watching earlier scenes from the series with Hodge. But I, actually, evil stuff's going on. And I feel like Hodge looks directly at the camera in all of these scenes. Okay, here's the thing. I'm fine with the knocking out Lydia, because he assumes I'm going to do this and I'm getting out. Yeah. Like, he's like, whatever, this is me doing my call anyways. I'm not going to be here. That's going to be suspicious. But they also show him stealing the magic decoder ring from the Forsaken. After the Forsaken fight. And he thought someone would watch the security tape to see how, like, what happened with the Forsaken. And he, like, I swear, steals the ring and then looks at the camera is like, ha-ha. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because remember the ring he had to see Valentine? There's a big thing where, like, how did he get the ring? And then Jace is like, well, I'm pretty sure there's some moles in the Institute and they're your guys' dumb circle parents. 
I mean, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but they're like, but it's like, no, no, is the Forsaken attack. I'm going to be honest. So they did this entire Forsaken attack to get Hod to the ring. It feels like a Shadow Hunter could have walked up like close to the um the the. I don't know what you call it, the church, the institute, and just thrown it through an open window. I feel like a shadow hunter could have just walked into the institute when our main characters weren't there because the shadow extras wouldn't do anything. That is true. The shadow hunters do, the shadow extras do nothing. So, uh, but no, they had to fake a forsaken attack. I have a question. Yeah. How did Hodge know the Forsaken would have a magic decoder ring if the magic decoder ring is his means of communicating with Valentine? They must have had some way of get of just like getting him one piece of information <laughs> that I guess could not also be a small ring. They could get him a piece of paper. Oh, they they can do those fire letters. Yeah. Maybe they sent him a fire letter, but I he guess. can't send a fire letter to Valentine. They just needed a way of two-way communication. Yeah, I don't know. And also, Valentine can apparently remove that whole punishment rune. Yeah. He does it while he's a projection. So that also is doesn't weird. make sense. Um, We also find out that now our heroes think that Valentine is going to use the cup to create an army of shadow hunters, not to control demons. Now, they did, now here's the thing. They did actually mention that earlier on, because that was his original plan. Yeah. But for some reason... They got really caught up on Valentine <laughs> controlling demons. They spent episodes being like... If he does this, he can control the demons. If he does this, then the demons are under his control, even though he's constantly using them anyways. <laughs> now they're like, oh, well, if he does this, he'll create an army of shadow hunters. I'm like, yeah, that was his, like, it was his spoken plan. Yeah, he's told everyone that. Anyway. Um, Let's so, go check in with Hodge. Yeah, so uh, we're going to immediately diminish all tension <laughs> by just Showing doing it. where he is. Hodge is. On a boat. Yep. But this is not the docks we were at before, where Luke. Well, I think it's stuff. I think it's the same docks. These are just big docks. Uh, that seems real dumb. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and this is New York. Like, there's lots of docks. Uh, well, this is we're at the ship now. Before it was at the, it was just at like shipping containers. Now it's ships. So Hodge immediately gives the cup to Valentine, and then Valentine sticks the cup Into in water. No, it's blood. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> looks like water, and then he's like, ha-ha, purify this blood cup. Well, I mean, it looks real grimy if it's water. It also yeah. looks real grimy if it's blood, don't get me wrong. What it's are... not blood-colored, though. <laughs> well, I mean, it eventually becomes gold, so it doesn't really matter what color it was before. I, I don't know why it's blood. So I'm going to tell you, I did a big research I stopped the episode and did a big amount of research okay. to try to figure out what they drink from the cup. And I'll tell you, all of the Shadowhunter rhetoric, all of the mythology, all of the books, all of the writing with a TV show just says you drink from the cup. Nothing <laughs> says it's blood. Yeah, he wanted blood, though. He want, He thought, he, look, this boat is covered in just humans lined up like they're getting a vaccine. <laughs> and so he's like, I better do a little bit of a show for these people. He's not even blood. It's Kool-Aid. Yeah, because I was going to say, where did he get all that blood from? Who is it from? Is it downward blood? I know. He kills a lot of people. Um, so these orderly line of weirdos are getting ready to drink. And this one casual middle-aged man. Oh, hang on. I do want to mention, um, Hodge does immediately come up and he's like, oh, his old friend. It's good to see you again. And Valentine's like, I got to do some blood stuff. All right. We're going to... I... <laughs> he... Is so it's not, not like oh he gets the cup and then he's going to have to prepare some stuff no 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 the cup arrives he already has the line 
Now, I hope that these middle-aged men have been standing <laughs> in this line for, like, three days. And they're just like, no, no, the co- it's going to come. I promise it's going to come. It's a wedding, and then he's going to take it during the wedding. It's a whole thing. He's just going to wait until everyone's distracted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, dips the cup in so he's going to make some shadow hunters. Hodge seems confused by all of this. I think Hodge forgot that Valentine is a bad guy and not his best friend. Yeah. I mean, noteworthy, they haven't used the cup in forever. So he may have never actually seen a shadow hunter get made. And he's just like, so you just drink from the cup? Maybe just like me. He was like, I never knew what drink from the cup meant. <laughs> and it turns out there's blood. Hmm, interesting. So uh, the first guy, he... um. He says he's ready, yeah. but Kevin, he's not ready because he falls to the ground. But then he is ready because he stands back up. Now he's a shadow hunter. Now he's a shadow hunter. All right. So. <laughs> Clary is still wearing her party dress. In this scene, we have Jace and Alec getting ready to go after Hodge slash Valentine. Yes. And Clary is going to arrive in the scene and have no motivation but need to say lines. So she just gets it, and it's just like, your emotions are clouding your judgment. Remember when you told me that? You said that this is bigger than all of us. I'm like, yeah, but that's why he's going after Valentine. Yeah. Like, he he has chosen we need to stop Valentine because he's going to get the cup and kill Downworlders. I mean, specifically, (laughs) Jace has decided, this is my fault this has happened, and I need to go after Hodge to stop Valentine from getting the cup. Yeah, so I don't know what, like, what does Clary want out of it? Does she want him not to go, or does she want him to go less angry? No, she wants him to go get Camille, because that was the chosen line they were following, because (laughs) they need Jocelyn to stop Valentine. All right, they need Jocelyn to stop Valentine. Uh, I do want to put a quick note to Clary here. Uh, saying that when I first wanted to find my mom, I didn't care about anyone else. And I want to add on, when you finally did find your mom, you still didn't care about anyone else. You never had a moment where you made the decision to, like, temporarily sacrifice finding your mom for someone else. Well, you know, (laughs) Jace will tell Clary numerous times, so many times this episode, just go see Camille. <laughs> yeah, you do that. I got my own thing to do. Which is, like, not... Jace, Camille's very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, she's also locked in a box and you got all the other vampires there. I think he assumed, the like, the other vampires would... Help? ...be involved in the situation. <laughs> no one wants to be involved in any situation in this episode. So, um, Alex, like... All right, well, time for a buddy-buddy adventure. How should we track Hodge? He didn't leave any of his stuff behind. I'm going to call my boyfriend. My boyfriend's really good at tracking people. Jay's like, no, we have dogs. Okay, so when Hodge said to Luke, go to the bathroom or something, Luke just left the Institute and went back to the Jade Wolf. I... (laughs) This is later that night. (laughs) And Luke finds out what's going on, including what Hodge did from this phone call from Jace. (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) So when Hodge was like, take a rest, Luke was like, well, I better leave forever. Well, I can't sleep. I mean, I guess I could see him being like, I can't sleep in the Shadow Hunter place. That is weird. But he didn't go home. He went to a Chinese food restaurant that he owns. Aaron, when have we ever seen his home? That's true. Does he have a home? I think he sleeps above the Jade Wolf. But then how did Clary not know what the Jade Wolf was, Kevin? Well, no, I think now he sleeps above the Jade Wolf because he is the alpha. And he's no longer a cop. I assume that's how... No, he's still a cop. He's just not a good one. 
<laughs> so Luke also blames himself. So he sends down his crew uh, to hunt uh, Hodge. Hodge. Yeah. Um, so Valentine then puts the circle rune on this middle-aged shadow hunter. And then he's like, well, I have a task for you. Please go stalk my children. <laughs> no, he says, go find Jonathan and Clarissa. And the guy's like, okay. And he turns around and leaves. Like, there's no way he knows who those people are. No. There's no way he knows who Jonathan is. And also, they go by Jason Clary. So, so you've set him off on a wild hunt where he's like, okay, I got to find somebody named Jonathan and someone named Clarissa. I have no idea who they are. No context in this journey but, whatsoever. But if I question that guy, he's probably going to kill me because that's what he does. That's how he got the vat of blood. <laughs> I want you to find Jonathan and Clarissa. Who is that? How dare you? <laughs> So Hodge watches and is like, but wait, why do you need Jason Clary? You have me, Hodge, your best friend. But now, but Valentine's like, no, you're not involved in this. And Hodge is like, I just burned my entire life to the ground for you. I literally have, I literally have nothing. Like I had not, I had nothing before. I have less now. And Valentine's like, well, sucks that you have emotions, and it sucks to suck, right? Uh, why would I keep a traitor around? So he, he's doing that whole, like, you betrayed once, you betray again. Like, I mean, okay. I never got that mindset, because he ne- cause technically wouldn't, from his point of view, he unless if he did pr- betray, he never brings up, you betrayed me the first time. And I don't think Hodge did. That is why Hodge got the punishment. I think, well, I think Hodge must have betrayed him in enough that he didn't just get killed. They don't kill any of the X-Circle members. They... Because there's not enough shadow hunters, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, but they can't use them. They can train new shadow hunters. That is a atrocious idea. What I will tell you is that there is no history of executing X-Circle members. They just kind of get forgiven but side-eyed and various levels of punishment. Right. Some of them did die in the uprising. Right. And, you know, there's the whole Michael Whalen thing. Right. Anyway, so we, we now technically what we learn eventually is that Valentine is essentially le- setting Hodge out as bait for Jace. So. I guess he does know Jace. Uh, Valentine, he has plans within plans. So um, Izzy and Clary show up over at the... Uh, Hotel de Morn. And Raphael sneaks up on them. He's like, you guys suck at hunting. I just snuck up on you. And then Clary and Izzy are like, we have more important things to do than hunt people all the time. Also, we're not supposed to hunt downworlders, Raphael. Yeah, th- yeah. there's a lot of um, weird tension in all this. Um, now, Raphael is very adamant. They can't talk to Camille. And then Simon tries to be like, hey, buddy, let me explain the plot of the TV show w- to you. <laughs> I wish that was like, like there was any time where Claire and Izzy spoke to him at all, because literally it's like Claire and Izzy are like, we need to talk to you. And Raphael's, why? And Simon's like, dude, let me talk to you in the corner. And <laughs> explains what I assume Claire and Izzy, like, he explains the bartering. Yeah, there's no, like, secret, like, vampire speak that he's using. <laughs> it would be like if you went to, <laughs> like, I don't know, electronic store and you want to buy uh, like an xbox and you, as you come in and you're like you're like oh hi what can i help you with today and then one of the employees like no hold on a second they want to buy an xbox <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. okay and Raphael's like yeah i hate camille and she's very dangerous so she's gonna stay in the box now his reasoning is not fantastic because they do tell him like yo valentine has the cup He's going to kill all downworlders. And his reasoning is, well, 
if there's going to be an attack on Downworldless, that's even less reason to let Camille out because she's insane. But she's not going to work with Valentine. Yeah, like, <laughs> also, you can let, you can still get the information, like, let them talk to her, get the information from her, because... In fact, wh- if Ryan- Why are you, why, <laughs> why are you like, you aren't like the fairy. The fairies can at least go hide in another plane of existence. You are stuck here. Well, and like if Raphael was in control of the conversation they had with Camille, she would probably still be in the box. <laughs> yeah, instead of the stupid play she makes. So he's like, no, but I'll bring you her stuff. And then Clary's like, Raphael, this is a huge mistake. Remember that whole like, we're starting a rebellion thing against the clave. Nothing happened with that, huh? So Hodge is busy running about the world. He mm. hides behind a pillar from a wolf. <laughs> Unfortunately, he gets caught by Jace. Yeah, the wolves find him. There's a there's a fight, and uh, I want to point out that Jace has a cool serif staff, which uh, I think is interesting that they have like different like types of serif weapons yes. that that like was glowy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which I think is kind of fun. Then uh, he slices Hodge's hands off, hand off. Yeah. And then he's gonna do a murder. Then he tells him, "No, Valentine's not my fa- not my father. I'm your father." And then uh, in comes Luke and Alex, so we can't pursue that storyline. Because <laughs> this will not be yep. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> just like, wait, what did you just say? And then Alec tackles him away. <laughs> so he was going to kill Hodge, but um, Alec stops him. And we have another storyline yeah. where we find out that Jace does not consider his parents to be his parents anymore. And Alec tries to be like, we were raised together <laughs> for so long, dum-dum. I literally don't know what to do with the situation. I'm going to deal with the guy who's been delimbed. Uh... Don't do anything weird. And the moral of this episode is that if you leave Jace alone, he's going to do weird things. So he steals the ring off of Hodge's <laughs> decapitated <What>? hand. <laughs> I love the idea that Hodge kept wearing the ring after he was sent away. By. Do you think he turned it on? It's like, hey, Valentine, did you change your mind? Oh, probably. What? There's, there's so many wolves, Valentine. I am so busy turning these humans into shadow hunters. I do not have time for this. Um, so then Valentine is like, Chase, I've been expecting your phone call. All part of Kakaku. There is no way that Valentine was like, yeah, he's going to steal that ring right <laughs> off of Hodge's hand. He Okay, Jace makes wild insane decisions in this episode that valentine's like i knew you would make that decision (laughs) so then valentine's like i purposefully sent hodge out into the world so that you would find him and then oh god jace gets the you were not so different you and i speech i raised you you raised me to be a killer well now that you'll regret that and but jace also says that he doesn't kill innocent people and then he loves the clave. Then Valentine's like, no, the clave has failed humanity because there aren't enough shadow hunters to do shadow hunter thing. And Valentine, <laughs> maybe there would be enough if you stopped killing them. Now, here's what I will say. I do agree. It's really weird that they, they don't use the cup. But Valentine, what? <laughs> so the reason they don't use the cup is because only like, remember how I told you that only very cool humans yeah. can do it? Yeah. There's not a lot of cool humans. So... <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not cool enough, you drink from the cup, you die. We must lock away the cup. Humans have become distinctly less cool in this century. And also, they don't feel like they have the confidence to decide what's cool and what's not. <laughs> Leather, is that still cool? According to the Shadowhunters, yes. Uh, now, Jace is, boy, very easily manipulated here. 
Um, he's starting. He, he might be starting to feel stuff from like the whole like you know you are like me based on nothing. He also has this weird line where he says the mortal cup destroys more than it creates, which. Yes, because more people, when they drink from the cup, die than become shadow hunters. I think he, I think he could have said that in a less metaphorical way. He's a teenager, Kevin. <laughs> no, that means he should have said it in a less metaphorical way. <laughs> He's also not a teenager. He is 20. Kevin, Valentine, and Jace have unfinished business. It's time to take that ring off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... Izzy gets to see the stuff from Camille, and Izzy's like, this is literally, like, seven things, Raphael. And Raphael's like, yeah, Camille has a lot also, of houses. Also, also, none of them are books. <laughs> You're really not helping me out here, buddy. And then Raphael <laughs> instantly figures out, oh, you're a distraction. Like, Wait, there's only one of you. Are they in the basement where Simon was? So it looks to me like they're using the set at the Institute yeah. where Simon was dead. Yeah. So like, I so I guess Raphael. Took I mean, the he stuff. did say, "I will bring you the stuff." So I guess it makes sense. He's like, "I don't want you hanging out to more." That's where she is. That's true. But it also means that Izzy can distract him because he, I, you don't even need Izzy acting weird. He's like, "There's not Clary and Simon." Ah, uh, frig. All right. So uh, speaking of Clary and Simon, he's busy sneaking around the hotel with a coffin. Yeah, he uh, he Trojan horses her inside. He does get mildly caught by one vamp. Yeah. But he's, he's, going, he's going to go get Raphael, but they're like, oh, no. We will have plenty of time before he goes to get Raphael. Izzy's a pro. We are. They keep on doing this thing where they're constantly like, we have to do it for, uh, we have to get this done before uh, Valentine gets the cup. And we're like, we already know he did. So it's kind of dramatic irony, but mostly it's just false tension. Well, and. When Clary's like, ah, oh, we're going to have tons of time. It's going to take forever to get Raphael. Makes me think that Clary has forgotten how fast vampires can move. But it also means Simon has forgotten how fast he, in fact, can move. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, we see Raphael, like, run out. This other vampire is just like, I'm going to Raphael by sauntering. And just sort of, like, <laughs> slowly walks out. So she's like, he's a slow vampire. Well, and that vampire may not realize that Raphael is not there. <laughs> So they're gonna um, uh, go to Camille. That is that. That is the plan. That is the idea. But we're gonna go back to Luke, who has just been like a cop all over the place at Hodge. He's like, "All right, well, we've got a cell in the basement of the City of Bones for you, and I'm gonna go call Alaric so I can get a pickup." Yeah, though so they're gonna first bring him to the Institute. Yeah, yeah. I guess Alaric is going to take him. Uh, the pickup is to go to the Institute. Yeah, that's unclear. Um, anyway, so we do have Luke and Alec sort of meet. Now, Alec leaving Jace alone with Hodge feels... Like classic Alec. <laughs> yeah. Moving too far away from the center of the action. Uh, but he needs to talk with Luke about how Jace is being weird. He's like, you know, he found out he was Valentine's son and now he's real messed up. And then smart, <laughs> smart, smart, intuitive Luke, for some reason, is like, well, he's acting just like Valentine. I saw a similar thing with Valentine 18 years ago. In what way is this similar? I, I guess in broad strokes, you're like, he's acting unreasonably. But so did Clary, and so did Alec. And Rem so does Luke sometimes. Remember the demon? <laughs> the demon deceived The them. demons deceived me. <laughs> so, 
it's it, this is this is feels very much like when the um inquisitor or whatever uh she was uh the arbitrator the inquisitor the is her inqu- name i did nail it yeah oh man i keep on thinking it's I, a title i mean i know it's yeah i There's know it's the a inquisitor title. in the console i know i know it's a title i don't think her name is inquisitor uh, inquisitor her name is inquisitor herondale <laughs> her name is that's An- significant her name is inquisitor inquisitor herondale no no and Quisitor, and she's a superhero who quizzes people. Here in Dale. And anyway, uh, it's very much like when she arrived and was like, I, we saw the same thing with the circle. Like in broad strokes, yeah, but. Where people are doing things you don't like. <laughs> but in what way are they, is this similar to whatever? Well, to be fair, Jace does proceed to act insane in the way where someone who injected themselves with downworld or blood might act insane because he steals hodge's body and runs away okay really quickly no i wish you could say he stole hodge's body hodge is conscious so hodge, <laughs> hodge made him? no sound hodge <laughs> put up no fight <laughs> against being kidnapped by a guy who definitely tried to kill him and he's just like, he's just like I guess this is where I die. Also, Jace is like six inches shorter than Hodge, so this is not a comfortable kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, but somehow it happens, and they have vanished. <laughs> so fast, so silently. Uh, speaking of fast, uh, Camille does a little bit of a jump scare at uh, Clary and Simon. But before they open the coffin, they do right, have the conversation yes. about how if they open the coffin, all that they've done to unite the downworld will be destroyed. And I'm like, you know, I know you guys, like, rescued Milliorn. You, you've done nothing with your <laughs> United Downworld since yeah. then. Yeah, you have You have done nothing to build on that. You made them, you got them to agree to do one thing, but then your whole, like, rise up, revolution, we're fighting against the Clave. No, you didn't. You got your mum back, and you don't care anymore. And you know what? If you work together, you could work together to stop Valentine. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 to be fair, some of us on the vampires and their weird thing where they're like, no. <laughs> but then why did they join the Alliance? I mean, super, they joined the Alliance because Raphael wanted a new friend. You think Raphael and Stan would to will his new friend? not be his friend, because well, his name's not Stan. Uh, so, yeah, Camille does her jump scare. Mm. And then Camille's like, ooh, Simon, you're drawn to me. I, I knew you would come back. We are linked, sire and sirey. And then Clary's like, yeah, no, you have a thing I want. <laughs> it's a spell book. Yeah, then we get some lore... Not not lore, but we get some logic. And I asked you, Aaron, to please yes. explain this to me. Okay. So in order to understand what takes place in this scene, you have to understand what Camille reveals later. Yeah. Which is the fact that she doesn't know she has the book. I mean, yes. So she plays kind of dumb where she's like, I don't know, I have a spell book. Mm-hmm. And then Clary, I guess, just threatens her too good. Well, she so mentions Clary's... like Dot. Well, no. Like Clary's like, okay, I'm going to put you back in the coffin if you yeah. don't play nice. And she's like, yes, yes, okay, I have lots of books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what happened was, Camille has never actually met Jocelyn. Yes. Camille has met Dot yes. a lot, because Dot used to go to Camille's apartment and buy things. Yeah, because she says, Dot was my favorite customer. And so, at one point, Dot hid the spell book at Camille's place. <laughs> and Camille has touched the spell book without knowing that she's touched it, because it is in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to believe that means she owns it. I guess it's at her house. Yeah, it's at her house. It's on her bookshelves. <laughs> I don't know, Aaron. If I, are we, so the Shadow Hunter rule is that possession is 100% of the law. Well, I mean, who else would you say the owner is? Dot. 
It's not Dot's book. I guess Jocelyn is Jocelyn's book still. It's not Jocelyn's book. It's Ragnar's book. So then Ragnar's the owner. I mean, to be fair, they're kind of vague about it. And I think, you know, if you gave a book to your friend and they never gave it back, it does become theirs. No, I agree if I gave it to them. But if I just hide it in their house for because I think that's a good hiding place and no one will find it, I don't think it all of a sudden becomes theirs. I mean, it's a book. It's not as smart as a human. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't... All it knows is that its home is where it is. Well, it has no... It doesn't know anything. It's a book. It's a magic book. <laughs> it's not a magic book. It's a book of magic. It's also a magic book. No, it's a... Ma- no, it has a spell cast on it. That does not make it a magic book. But if you cast a spell on something, doesn't that object become magical? No, it means it has a magic property on it. It means that if you use something such as dispel magic, you can remove the magic from it and it no longer becomes magical. But you can't dispel magic from a magic item. Like, you can't take, like, a wand of fireballs and dispel the enchantment on it. But they can't dispel magic from the book. Well, they do dispel magic from the book. No, they don't. That's how it... They complete the magic book's task. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> the task that makes it reveal itself. <laughs> because of the torn off bookmark? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is pretty this, obviously this, a magical quest. This isn't even going into the fact that I think the plan of let's hide the book <laughs> in Camille's, this this person's house feels... Who's someone who will never use that book? It, it's just like this, like the. And where will Valentine never look for that book? It's just like the transfer of it, like where it was going, like because it was Ragnar's, and then he gave it to Jocelyn. Like he made a potion, then gave the book he made the potion from to Jocelyn, and then Jocelyn gave it to Dot to hide, where presumably Jocelyn doesn't know, so she couldn't reveal it. I mean, she couldn't reveal it; she's unconscious. So yeah, but the idea behind it is it's a place where Valentine would never look. Yeah, I guess. Um, anyway, so at this point, though, Camille's still pretending she does know where it is. It's at her apartment. Uh, it is actually at her apartment. I think she's just like, oh, yeah, books. Well, that, that's where she's been with Dot before. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Um, she does does a weird, like, little product clarity where it's like, all of your life is based off of my antiques. Yeah, and Clary's like, okay, words, I don't care. <laughs> like, that's like saying that's like saying all my life is based off of Walmart. Yeah, Clary's like, settle down. Yeah, you you are I, a business. Yes, I understand that we did some transactions. <laughs> we purchased a good from you and then proceeded to sell said goods. Settle down, capitalist. So, um, capitalist vampire. Alec decides to deal with the situation of Jace running away with Hodge, as one does on this TV show, by calling his cell phone. <laughs> and yeah. Jace answers and is like yeah going out alone nope i'm gonna kill valentine he raised me to be a killer i'm gonna do this this is what i do it's my thing and he hangs up the phone and hodge is like yeah see you have my ring yeah he does some uh some torture on hodge we have to have more of the you're just like your father nonsense going on which just to remind the audience he is so clearly not valentine's son they like- don't even look like they don't even look alike. I mean, that's fine because his actor and uh, whatever. But like, plot-wise, we know that's impossible because of the other world, yeah, which they both remember. Like, also on this TV show, though, you know that Clary is Jocelyn's daughter because they have red hair, <laughs> and you know the Lightwoods are Lightwoods because they have dark hair. Yeah, but Valdan has no hair. Yeah, but we saw his hair when he was young. <laughs> Maybe he dyed it. Not blonde. Maybe he dyed it. He didn't. 
These are shadow hunters. They don't have hair dye. Izzy definitely has hair dye. Natural. No, I mean, she probably has dyed her hair. You don't, you don't think Izzy went through a phase where she put, like, green and purple streaks in her hair? Shadow hunters. All right. Um, so Simon and Clary tried to sneak Mill out through the... T- so they tried to sneak her out, and then Clary's like, it's daytime. And Simon's like, yes, Clary, there are tunnels. <laughs> this is this is why Simon had to do that thing a couple episodes ago where he explained to her all segments of the plot. Clary loves to hear what is the reason why. When she's at Camille's play, she asks Camille, why do you have a second house? <laughs> Camille's like, like, she gives her a real answer, but I feel like the answer could be, because I'm a rich vampire who wants two houses. I'm hundreds of years old. I have lots of I got, houses. I got a lot of properties. I got properties all over the world, girl. Clary learning what rich people are is fantastic. Uh, Raphael, of course, catches them. Because if there's mm. one thing we know about Clary and Simon, not sneaky. They go out the front door. I mean, even if it was Raphael, there are other vampires hanging around. And so Raphael's like, well... I guess I gotta burn some vamps. <laughs> yep, I'm allowed to do that. Can't kill humans, but I can definitely kill you two. But then Izzy <laughs> whips a hole in the wall I mean, she's, from the outside. I mean, Aaron, she's related to Alec. And Alec <laughs> has shot an arrow at a wall. It's just a lightwood thing. Lightwoods are the bane of concrete. <laughs> so she whips a hole in that wall and it creates an impassable beam of light separating Raphael and his vamps from Simon and Clary. And then I guess Simon and Clary just go the other direction and can get out. Like, it, it doesn't trap them on the sides like that they were going to. They were going that way. I'm sure there's lots of tunnels. Just then, why did they go that way originally? Because they didn't know Raphael was going to be there. Anyway, uh, so as they're heading out, Camille sort of lays out her plan here. I like how Camille, though, whines about being rescued. I mean, of course. God. This seems very within Camille's stuff. She wasn't rescued the way she wanted to be rescued. They whipped a hole in her wall. Yeah, come on, man. That's insane. So despite the fact that they did rescue Camille, she Mm. needs more from them to be able to help. Of course. Like, she's, she's very all about being immortal. So, and also she knows that these are some dummies. And she tells these dummies. That remember, when, she... remember when Clary said to the to the warlock, I'll give you anything? Clary is no longer <laughs> in the business of giving anything. No. Because she will not be happy by what Camille wants. Yes. What Camille wants is a writ of transmutation, which is a legal document signed in blood saying that Simon wanted to be a vampire. Yeah. So then the clave can't be like, oh, you did something a mundane didn't want. Yeah. Even though she did hurt him. Yeah, but... He wanted it. Well, yeah, they... Yeah, it's, it's like, if a human really wants to be a vampire, technically that's when there's, like, a gray area of the Accords, or, like, it's within the Accords. They did what the, what the human wanted, and it was signed on paper. I think that's a cool, like, to keep the rule... Because vampires might need to expand, so it's, like... I don't know. I think it's a cool way of doing I'm it. I'm not complaining. I'm just explaining the plot. I'm not I'm not saying you're complaining. I'm telling the audience I think that's a cool We we rag on this show so much. I need to point out when it does something that I think is cool. Um so Clary does not want Simon to do this because he should be able to take his revenge from Camille, but he is like, uh, "Clary, remember how you told Regner you would do anything and you told me that you told him that?" Mm-hmm. I'm going to do anything. <laughs> I feel like Honestly, she already told them, and from their point of view, where it is. Tell me Magnus can't find, like, I know that he can't find it, like, across the city. Tell me he can't find it in the, in the building it's in. I think the, I thought when I was watching, I could be wrong. The implication I got was that people don't know where her house is. 
Yes, that. But she says it's my, it's my. She says like where it is on the north. I guess she says only an the, area. The upper east side is large. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like the more you can narrow it down. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Um. Also, a lawyer has to write the writ, and we only know one lawyer. Magnus Bane. At law. He has not seen Camille for 138 years. And it is tense. He does not care for her. You know what? It's not even tense. It is outright hostile. Well, because Magnus is like, I don't want you here. And Camille's like, I would like to talk sexually at you. I hate you. (laughs) I hate you so much. So Izzy calls her back up. Mm. Clary again tells Simon that he has to go through this. Then we have, I guess it's supposed to be a heartfelt Simon moments. Where Simon's like, well, Luke's my dad, which I guess means Jocelyn's my mom, even though I have a mom. We need to wake Jocelyn up. She's like a second mother to me, and Luke is my father, but you are not my sister. Not my sister, Clary. Very clearly, but Jocelyn is my second mother. So he's glad to do this. And then Camille... <laughs> Wait, okay. do we want to do, do the bit where, where Clary realizes, wow, other people like my mom. <laughs> it's not just me who needs Jocelyn. We all do. Like, we don't. They keep saying, like, she'll know the plan. But they're, they're, we ha- we've had no indication that, I mean, I think even they've had no indication that Valentine's plan has any secret elements to it. Like, he's been very upfront. They just don't know where that boat is. Also, they don't know he's on a boat. <laughs> yeah. So, are they really hoping after 10 years she'd be able to find... No, she can hear him when he's talking. <laughs> Well, yeah, but once again, his plan is, like, they know what his plan is. Well, you know, she's the only one who could throw things at him and then run away with the cup. She's very good at that. Anyway, we're not focusing on what's really important in this scene, which is the dumbest thing that has ever happened on this TV show. Oh, (laughs) you mean where, you mean Camille and Magnus? Camille is just sniping at Magnus. He's like, oh my God, I just want to be a lawyer. And then she very obviously pulls him in and kisses him. And he is clearly disgusted and pushes her away. He is rigid like a board. And Izzy and Alec walk in and they will be furious at Magnus for this kiss. Actually, notably, Alec isn't. Izzy Izzy gives him a lot of shade, but no, no, Alec... Alec does get real weird as a result of it, though. Well, no, but he gets weird for a different reason. I know, but it's still dumb. But he doesn't get weird because she kissed him. She gets he gets weird because like she is right. You are immortal. Yeah, he also gets weird because of what the kiss represents. Like the kiss. So Jace arrives at the um Oh no, wait. Simon makes a great point, which is that he's not gonna sign the oh, red yeah, no. now. <laughs> he needs to get the book first. Like, like, n- no, hundred percent we go get the book first, then I sign then I sign it. And he'll get halfway there. And then he'll forget he made that rule. <laughs> then he'll forget. Uh so Jace goes with Hodge back to where it came from, but the thing about boats... Is they move. Boats are mobile. And also, Valentine, I guess, is smart enough not to have his boat of creepy people standing in a line <laughs> moored in the docks during the daytime. Yeah, like... <laughs> it seems like, like and also, especially when you send off someone who's like, this guy's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> send him off. Uh, so Jace gives in, and he calls Valentine on the ring again. I want to join you. And then Valentine's like, only if I get to attack your friends first. See ya. <laughs> oh, you want to join? You can join me, but on my terms, which is where I threaten your friends. <laughs> like, yes, Jace is clearly lying, lying. But I like how his response is, "But you're going to join on my terms, which is not any terms. It's just I'm going to kill your friends." <laughs> so Jace tries to call Clary, and she doesn't answer. And I think that Shadow Hunter, the the first one we saw, somehow found. 
Clarissa. Yes, because they drive Simon's van and the middle-aged shadow bro stalks them and then calls Valentine. <laughs> How did he find them? <laughs> How did he know what Valentine meant? So quick. You know what? He's good. Keep yeah, him. You know what? He Maybe he should be a shadow hunter. <laughs> yeah, he can be a shadow hunter. He's apparently real good at finding people based off of not even the name she goes by. <laughs> now, because the TV show thinks all of the audience members are Clary, they make a point to tell us that there was underground parking. <laughs> and Simon liked it. There is someone on that show who's like, in their mind, their job is Vampire Wrangler. <laughs> Their job is to make sure that the vampires are consistent and taken care of, and the plot is 100% solid. Because I will tell you, never once I've been like, how did a vampire get here? <laughs> like, we poked some fun about that su- about stuff like that, but, I, but crossing a city, I'm like, they found a way. Now, um, Magnus thinks Camille has tricks up her sleeve, so mm. Alec does what he always does, which is checks the perimeter. <laughs> which means he's going to get caught. There's no there there is no time in this show where someone has checked the perimeter and not been brought back into the scene with a knife to their throat. So we do have some mild banter about how Camille likes her apartment because the Dumort has too many rules, which is the place she is in charge of. So Well, I mean, technically, as they keep on like they 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 do this thing where it's like, oh Camille, she's uh, she's the ruler's in charge and no Raphael. But he's the chapter head. No interim. He's the intern chapter head, but which means she was the chapter head. Yes. Which so... means there is a overarching thing above her. So I guess that's the idea. Well, I thought they were making the, like, they're like, oh, well, when she's in her apartment, she's alone. So the accords don't matter. Except that she has a man who lives in her apartment. He's a servant. He's a butler, but he lives there. Is there? Yes. Mm. He welcomes her home, oh. and he oversees the signing of the writ. I did not see him. I I did not see another person. Did I just assume he was Magnus? <laughs> He's like a white man. I'm pretty sure his name is also Stan. I, I did not see that person. I cared so little about that. So Simon agrees to sign the writ. I, I like how as soon as they get in there, though, they're looking for book. They're like... Yeah, there's tons of books. They're looking at all the white books. And then, as you said, Simon has forgotten... The plan. the plan, and so it just signs the writ, and Camille's like, I have no idea what the book is. The book is hidden, dum-dums. Can I just say, like, I understand he signed the the writ, but I think, I mean, I guess it depends on how long. Can't you just be like, no, now, like, I did that under distress? Probably. <laughs> well, we've uh, seen how Shadowhunter trials go, so. I'm actually wondering in real life, like, I feel like in real life you can. Contest. Kind, you can contest them. Probably. Probably. So Jace calls again. Like if they don't hold up their side of the yeah, bargain. Yeah. Yeah. Jace calls again. Clary answers and kind of wanders off. Camille's like, well, I don't know where this book is. And uh, I got to go do some chaos. So bye-bye. Camille is out of the episode. And then Jace warns Aaron, Clary- where'd she go? It's daytime. Where could she go? Where She's- could she go? There's underground park. But they didn't tell us. That person failed on their job. I'm just saying. It's already been established in this scene that there's underground parking. And, but they, no one said, and I have a vehicle here. <laughs> That's why she has that man. <laughs> that man should, line should have been like, well, your vehicle is downstairs. She has a vehicle. It has blacked out windows. It completely covers her from the sun. Everyone good. Okay. That's my job. Oh, jeez. Valentine is coming. Well, I got to leave. I got to find this book. <laughs> so, uh... Clary has the concept that her mom 
left a clue for her? No, Simon has the concept that Jocelyn gave Clary a clue. <laughs> and Clary's like, do people not forget that they erased all my memories and then a demon ate them? But she does find the book through, like, a clue, kind of. So she sees a cookbook and she's, she's like, like, my mom used to cook. <laughs> my mom always made chicken cacciatore. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, she's right. And it's on the page. I mean, because there's a book. There's half a book yeah. there. But it's a chicken cacciatore recipe. But it's also the other half of the bookmark she has. So she completes the book's task by combining the bookmark. <laughs> and then it becomes a, the book of the white. That's such a weird description of the book's task. <laughs> my dream is to have, my, have this bookmark complete. That is my task. Well, it's like that book in Harry Potter where you have to tickle the spine to okay, make it open. Okay, but that book is alive. The book is alive. <laughs> okay. Uh, Valentine arrives. Yep, Valentine arrives. Through so a does... portal? Yeah, he apparently... He, he they can keep, make portals they now? They keep saying he has standing portals. He does make a portal. He has like a portal shard. Yeah, and I don't understand how he can make portals. I guess portal shard. But where did he get it? Other dimension. He wasn't there. Aaron, where did, Aaron, where did Jocelyn get the portal shard from? Well, running. She <laughs> ran through another dimension. <laughs> The fairies helped her run away from Valentine. So we're going to go with? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, well, the bad fairies helped Valentine run. I don't know. He did use a portal shard, though, in the other episode. No, he was in Renwick, which is where the one other portal in New York was. Yeah. Yeah. And now now there's a portal on a boat. That's not how portals work. Well, now that is how portals work. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. The internal logic of this play is flawed. <laughs> Look, it was fine when only warlocks were doing it, but now they've set up that apparently you can Valentine all have a, can do you it. have a portal shard. <laughs> anyway, um, so Valentine comes in. So does Jace. They have a lot more of like trained and stuff and you are me and the uh, we can't get into that. And then more. Valentine tells Jace that he has so much more to teach him, and also that friends make you weak. <laughs> if you fight me, he, what he says is like, "You can fight me, and I'll kill your friends." And then Alec comes in, and Izzy comes in. They have knives their throats, and and then something strange happens. Clary's like, "Valentine, I'll give you anything. I'll give you this book you didn't know was a thing." <laughs> But, uh, but the, does he pretend that he did know? He's like, no, you're going to wake Jocelyn up because that's the plan. And then you're both going to come to me because, because I know. Because it's destined to be that way. That is what it's meant to be. And then Jace, like, to, like, once again, Valentine has made it very clear. If we fight, I kill all these people. Mm-hmm. Jace is like, all right, I'll, then I'll I'll join you. And Clary's like, No! No, don't do it. And it's like a, it's like it tricks Jason into thinking, no, you're right. I am joining him. Not because I'm saving my friends. No, I'm actually I'm joining actually him. I'm actually joining him. Because I'm bad. Because I'm bad. Clary, no. I thought I was doing a trick, but it turns out I was seeing the inside of my heart. Did he did he trick himself? Like <laughs> and <sighs> Jace. Now, I know you're not introspective. You think you have no emotions, despite your intense <laughs> amount of emotions. At all times. But if you were truly evil, you would not care about Valentine killing your friends. You would still stand against him. Yeah, because you want to kill him. You made a decision here, which is like one of those, hey, good showing us someone making a decision, mm-hmm. which Clary should have heard. Um, 
you chose not to kill Valentine and instead save your friends. You made that decision. But then even he is treating this like, no, I am legitimately joining him. Well, because then Clary goes, you're not like Valentine. You don't have to join him. And Jay says, Clary, you don't know that. <laughs> like, what are you? What's it? What? <laughs> Why? Huh? What? And so then they go through the portal to leave, and Clary tries to run through it, and yeah. Alec tackles her. And explains. Explains a little logic. bit of portal mythology for us, that if you go through one and you don't know where you're going, you get stuck in limbo. Yeah. I imagine you. it's fine if you're, like, touching someone. Yeah. Because there's no way Jace knew where he was going. And, like, I feel like she could have gone through the portal and just thought, I need to be where Valentine is. I'm. I. I think it's fine that like no, no, because she had because you have no, no. She knew where um uh because I was going to mention Luke. She didn't know where Luke was. She didn't say I'm going to Luke. She said I'm going to the police station. So I guess you yes. do have to think of a location. You can't just think of a person. Although when she went through the portal in the other dimension, she did not know that she was going to Chernobyl. She just wanted to go to her dad. But Aaron, that's another dimension. Portals work differently there. Meanwhile, back at the Institute, Clary and Simon see Hodge being taken to jail. And then Simon goes, at least we got Hodge. And Clary's like, I'm too sad for optimism. <laughs> no, instead, we're just going to have another weird moment. And then they say they then love they say you. they love each other. And then they hug. <laughs> they're both like, at least they're not related to this person. Magnus and Alec have the talk that we alluded to earlier Mel where Alec is feeling a little bit weird because Magnus is, in fact, immortal. He's like, that's a good point. You will die. Oh, no, you won't die. And I will die. And, Magnus and that is, is like, like. Well, then Magnus is like, I could die. Who knows? <laughs> I do like how they don't they do something like, like this is a thing, but it's not like so we can't be together. Alex is like, this is a thing that I'm thinking about now. And, and Magnus is like, like, yeah. Yeah. We should talk about it. Want to get ice cream? Luke interrupts and says, it's time to wake Jocelyn up. Oh, yes. And then for some reason, they moved her out of the room that she was in, which was pretty sizable and very, very empty, to the operations center where all the shadow extras and their computers are because they need the space. And I can't think of the layout of this of this place anymore because the room that she was in originally looked actually very similar to this room. Just with, like, partitions up on it. Like, privacy partitions. And then she was in a room that looked like the training room for a time. Yeah, this room almost looks like that room she was in, but they took the privacy partitions down and moved beds into it. So, like, did they clear out the med center so she could have a full room to herself? But, no, she's in the operations center. You remember when, well, remember when Clary first woke up here that the med yeah. place she woke up was really close to the operations center. She could mm -hmm. walk right out into it. This place is wild. Anyway, Magnus does this super, super Every, important... Everything, everything's just multi-use rooms. Everything is multi-use <laughs> rooms. They only have two of them. So it's they have true. to keep switching what each one is. Because they Aaron, they still have the uh, the wedding all set up in one of the multi-use rooms. Well, why did they have to explain to us that they moved her? I don't know. Anyway, um, Magnus does this super important, super challenging spell, mm -hmm. which is that he holds the book in mm -hmm. one hand and kind of waves his hand over Jocelyn while chanting in... The language that I have forgotten the name of. Canaanite. <laughs> nope. I don't know. I that was error. That was so early on. No, they they said it again in this um the subtitles of this episode, but uh, I wasn't I don't know. fast enough. Um, 
So, yeah, like, it's it's not really that tense, because, like, yeah, Jocelyn's released. And although they didn't think to put a bed under her, <laughs> so Luke has to catch her, because as soon as the magic spell dissipates, she's fallen to the ground. Oh, she fully is. <laughs> but it's very romantic. Mm-hmm. And then she and Jocelyn, or Clary and Jocelyn hug a lot, and they're going to yep. talk later about hug now. And then, meanwhile, on a boat. Time for a vonologue. Valentine is so excited that he has all these shadow hunters and also his son who legitimately joined him and not just like as soon as he didn't have his friends be like, no, screw you. Jace does look like he wants to cry, though, so maybe he's biding his time. I mean, of course he's sad about it (laughs) because that's Jace. But I have a more important question. Of course. Where did these people come from and who are they? I think he just took like random people off the street. It was like, hey, do you want do you know the vampires are real? <laughs> he actually gave them all the exact same Jace talk. The every everything you've heard of is true. Now my question, my thought, this yeah. is a lot of middle aged men. Did he just have like an online message board for sad middle aged dudes? Oh I mean I think he got conspiracy theorists. I think he got just like anybody on the fringes of society. He got <laughs> he got preppers. He got uh, uh, three percenters. He got uh, I don't re- the the got uh, I don't know what other, other terms are, but essentially just like you know what you you know the kind of people that he got. Good for Valentine harnessing the power of the internet. I think other shadow hunters should learn to work with technology other than their cell phones. They they do the the operation center is super high tech. Yeah, I also don't. So the reason that I say that is because I read the book so recently and like Shadowhunters don't use any technology at all. And even watching like movies has to be done secretly. Wow. They changed that so much. Yeah. In the, in the series, the tech center looks like Star so Trek. That's why this is so jarring to me. <laughs> well, I watched the TV show. Hey, Kevin. Aaron. Want to know a fun fact? Uh, okay. Do you want to know about where the Book of the White is hidden in L Book series? Oh, sure. Okay, so. Can I guess? Yes. Uh, is, is, does this have something to do with Luke? No. Because I know in the book Luke owned uh, an antique. Owns a u- used bookstore. Oh, I thought it was an antique shop. It's a used bookstore? Yeah. Oh, it would a great place for it to be hidden. It is not hidden there. All right. So Clary goes to meet Regnor Fell yep. with a character who we have not met yet, but we mm. will meet in season two or three. Yeah. And Regnor is not there, for he has already been killed. Magnus is there. Okay. And Magnus was just like coolly hanging out with Regnor when um Jocelyn came to try to get this potion. <laughs> so Magnus knows about the Book of the White, and he knows that Regnor was like, Yeah, I'll make you that potion, but then you gotta hide this book, Jocelyn. <laughs> so Jocelyn hid it. Ahem. In the Wayland Manor. That's a worse place to hide it. <laughs> and she disguised it as a cookbook. I. <laughs> and so Jace thinks about it a lot. And he's like, well, there are a lot of books I wasn't allowed to touch over at the Wayland Manor. And whew, there were a bunch of journals that my dad kept. And he wrote about Jonathan Christopher in those journals. And that's how I learned that I suck. But also there was like... This one book that looked weird and didn't really fit in with the other books. It was a cookbook. Uh, here's the thing. I love coincidence and contrivance in uh, books or in stories because I think it's like a defining feature of them. Like the, the impossible things happening. That feels too much. Like that. <laughs> that is where I go 
Really? Really? But don't you think it's better that, like, Clary tells Jace, who lived in the place where the books were, that there's, like, a book hidden there. It's going to seem different. It's going to seem unique. And he goes, I do know a book that was different, as opposed to Clary being like, my mom used to cook once. (laughs) I No, I agree with that. Her just finding the cookbook, just being like, oh, well, you know, it's got to be something connected to my mom. Oh, cool. Chicken chicken cacciatore. And I think I think it's it's been a while because this kind of happens midway through the third book. Yeah, it's much further on. It's been a while since I read it. Yeah, because I'll tell you this boat thing. Yeah, that was the second book thing. <laughs> so I will say that um, I think they do explain why she did the Wayland Manor. Like she didn't have a lot of time, and there was like an event there or something. I'm, I mean, I, part of me wants to go back to, I'm just confused over the entire thing of why Ragnar was like, you hide it. Ah, uh, because he's a wizard, warlock, and warlocks are mysterious. It does seem he was doing a prank. Yeah, like, he's like, of course I'll make, like, she's like, I need you to make this potion for me just in case, like, thing, like, you know. Things go sideways. Yeah, and he's like, okay, cool. I, I will make you one specific thing from this book that's probably a very powerful book, but then you know what? It's your problem. <laughs> you're gonna have to deal i will be the one who makes it you have to deal with it <laughs> i mean warlock <laughs> disillusioned warlock doing warlock things yeah 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 Karen. Yes, Kevin. I feel this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic became disillusioned, disillusioned and started doing warlock things? Okay. Nothing to do with the episode. Only to do with our episode. Okay. I did, and you know what it is. It's the terrible, horrible kiss. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I well- feel like Alec could have become aware of Magnus's immortality without the terrible, horrible kiss. Well, it was only there to create tension. Well, yeah, well, because the, like, he's not reacting to the kiss, right, to what they talked about afterwards. But they did the, and, like, and, Camille but, could have brought that stuff up without yeah, the, the kiss. The, well, yeah, because they don't even re- refer to it. it. That that kiss would almost work better if Alec, like, if we number one, we still would hate it, obviously, mm-hmm. but if Alec was upset about it, because instead, it happens, and then he's like, immortality. It's like, okay, so you got this one momentary spike of nothing. Well, I almost would have found it interesting if Camille and Magnus were, like, actually kind of chummy and had, yeah. like, a lot of fun banter together. And Alec was like, why do you get along so well? She's evil. And Magnus is like, well, I've known her for 300 years. And he's like, oh, yeah, you have a lot. Of, like, you've known me for four weeks. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Kevin, did you find a stubby moment? Uh, man, it's really hard for me not to just give it to every single thing Jace ever says. Um, because <sighs> it, it is technically uh, plot specific. Um, I think it's Luke being back at the Jade Wolf. Like, they could, he could have been at the, like, Luke, this is the plan. Go get your wolves. Yeah. Instead of him just, honestly, the entire transition from the last episode to this episode is ridiculous. Like, Jace Jace, being angry. Jace going from, like, sadly looking at uh, the box to an awesome angry about it. 
Alec going from, hey, Magnus, let's go on a date to, to I got to go talk to my Well, first I ex. have to find, yeah, I have to find my ex, and I guess I should have a conversation with my parents again. And then have, like, the same, like... You know, in the past 30 minutes, they may have changed their mind. 30 minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> and then Luke went home. Like, even Simon was on his way home, because he's like, oh, I guess the wedding's over. But Luke, <laughs> Luke got all the way home. Luke fully gone. <laughs> and he had no idea what went on. Like, he could have been there and like been coming and being like, oh, yeah, I got myself a coffee because, like, you know. Because Hodge told me to go refresh myself. Like, like literally, he could have been coming in as Jason Alcor going out. You have a very quick scene where he's like, what? I can't, like, I can't believe I, like, you know, I, I did this. Like, all right, go get your wolves. Like, I'll go get them. We'll meet you blank. And, like, the sense I got from Hodge when he was like, hey, hey, I'll take over for you. It, it was framed, like. <laughs> Go take a walk around the block, get a coffee, go, yeah, go to the bathroom. Yeah, go lie down on a couch or something. Like, not go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be here for eight hours. Don't worry, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> like, Luke didn't even leave to go to the wedding. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think the wedding was over by then. Uh, he did know, He did hear about how exciting it was, though. That's true. So, yeah, I think that's got to be. That, the entire transition between these episodes was, like, we didn't even binge this show, and it's still felt like jarring jarring <sighs> so this is season one of shadow hunters down and dusted now you may be thinking oh riverdale's still a little bit off riverdale is still a little, a little bit, bit off. off um so we'll do uh next week we'll do a little bit of a recap yes a little bit of a retrospective mm -hmm. looking back on this season uh, and then we still have time before not much time but some time so we were thinking we had mentioned it, and it exists, and it's out there. Apparently, it's not very good. Where's there, there's the Shadowhunters movie. Shadowhunters, the City of Bones. City of Bones. So we're going to watch that. Uh, we'll compare it to this, the TV series, which I've watched, and I guess the books. Yeah, we'll see how we do. We'll see between these three. How do they uh We'll see where this up? movie ends up because I feel like the way the show was pitched is that this is the City of Bones book. Which again, as I've told you, yeah. Simon does not become a vampire in the City of Bones book. No, it sounds like they I mean They had to though. Are they, are they all for, they're all first person perspective, right? Um no, they're no. like um get in the head third. Oh, third so just close third. Yeah. Um do they jump? Do they do different points of view? No. The books themselves stick to a singular point of view. So this series is Clary. I was, I was going to say, because then that makes sense why they would pull in other things, because then you would have more breadth of characters in a TV series. Yeah. And more to do in 13 hours. Yes. However, there are other books in the series. Some of them are in different time frames, but some of them are simultaneous time frames. Yeah. And there are different perspectives perspectives from those. And there's yeah. also a whole bunch of short stories yeah, from so different perspectives. Perspectives from Jace, perspectives from Simon, perspectives from that book and its task. <laughs> its task is to be complete. It's really boring because it's just that book being like, I'm waiting for my bookmark. No, Kevin, the book is looking for its best friend. And its best friend will be the person who puts it back together whole. <laughs> Which is why the rest of the series has got to be that book locked up somewhere, just being like, oh, it's Clary's best friend. But got to go back to Ragnar Fell. Loves it. <laughs> well, Ragnar Fell's dead. Is he? As far as we know. Is he? As far as we know. Is he? All right. We're, uh, we're going long here. 
<laughs> yes. So if you have thoughts about whether or not Ragnar Fell is dead or we still have one more week to fill. So let us know what we should do in that other week before Riverdale comes. It is Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter and at gmail.com. And uh, give us your ratings, reviews and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. Yeah. And uh, you remember, you can uh, check out my books. They're available at Kevin Weir Books. Dot com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. And we will see you next week for the recap. Has Jace joined Valentine? How will Jocelyn stop Valentine? Do we really care all that much about Valentine? For answers to all this and more, sometime on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. Teen Drama Fancast? <laughs>